go. Hello, Bruins fans, and welcome to episode 68 of Bruins Beat, brought to you by CLNS Radio. I'm Mike with Jason and Joe. The game's back together this week, guys, after we had a great guest in Mark last week. Joe was obviously couldn't make the show last week. He was too busy on his fancy corporate dinner, so he didn't want uh, to join you us. Know what? You know what? It, it sucks being me. You know, Mark <laughs> came in and performed admirably, but you know what? There's only one Joe Gill. That's all I gotta say <laughs> about that. There is only one. There is only one Papa Bruin. That is right. But oh yeah, Papa Bruin's pissed. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, and um, you know, I, at first I was gonna be all excited to get all three of us back together and talk about the the Bruins' mm-hmm. week, uh, especially after they got two two big wins out on the West Coast, obviously in Vancouver and Calgary. And uh, I was feeling I was feeling the same way you were, Joe, after the Edmonton game. A blip on the radar. It happened. Oh, yeah. It was just one of those games where. You know, Edmonton was the better team. The Bruins didn't show up in the first period. They got down early. And it was just one of those games where nothing seemed to be going right. And I was like, you know what? They bounced back after a loss with Cassidy as the coach numerous times before. They haven't lost more than two in a row. And then the two, and then you said even losing to Edmonton. Okay, they gave up two points to Edmonton, but Edmonton's in the Western Conference. That's not yep. going to kill them. Mm-hmm. The games that you were worrying about were two games coming up. Or you can even say the week, the week coming up with Ottawa and Toronto back-to-back nights. And the first one being Toronto. And the Bruins lose a heartbreaker in Toronto. And then they lose another heartbreaker against Ottawa. So now the Bruins are on a three-game losing streak. And before we break down the games and stuff that happened inside the game, I just want to ask you two, are are we in store for another collapse? Choke City? Choke City collapse and choke from the Boston Bruins again? Are we are we in are we in store for that? No. I don't know, last, if, I, I don't no, know if I can handle it. Here's why. I don't know if I'm I can gonna, handle it. I'm going to say this. All right. The answer is no, because the team is actually fighting. Last year at this time period, we, we all kind of expected it because the team kind of lost fight and they quit. You don't see that in this team. Not with the way Tuka's playing. Tuka's played spectacular the last two games. You can oh, well, ask you for know. any better play from that goaltender. You wouldn't know from the Tuka haters. Yet again, blaming him, thinking he sucks, they should get rid of him. And I said, oh, we're going to have another choke for the third year in a row. And someone said to me, believe it or not, Who's been the common denominator in those three years? I'm like, oh, my God. No, there's been One no common denominator. Not, the, denomin- the denominator has been the way that this team is built. The team's built, and they're struggling on defense. It's defense that's giving it up. It's the penalty kills at the wrong time, the pointless penalties. Dominic Moore did it both games, which is an yeah, issue. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Toronto, that was a, that was a BS. You I think both, and to be completely over. honest, I think both were BS calls. So we're on the same page there. But well, no, well, the, I mean, the more no, the, I don't, the, the Ottawa, the Ottawa one was not a BS call. That was the stupidest penalty I've ever seen. At Tory Krug skates right down the middle of the lane, ties the game up against Ottawa, and everyone knows when Ottawa gets a lead, they play that stupid trap style that oh, no one likes to right. watch, and it's so boring. Right. And the Bruins finally break through it and score a goal to tie it. And not even a minute and a half later, Dominic Moore slashes the guy's stick out of his hands. That that was a penalty. The, but the you least, know what? But, but back in the day, yeah, but back in the day when this, you know when hockey wasn't like uh, Tilly Winks or tennis, that would not be a penalty unless you broke the stick in half. So but he did slash it out of his hands. You know. Yeah, you know, but that was a weak. That was a weak slash. He slashed it out of his hand. But come on, you just let the stick go. Yeah, yeah. yeah every, you don't do that. You know, you just tied the game up. Don't slash the guy's stick. The refs last night were calling almost everything. If you guys like against Ottawa, the, the Bruins were shorthanded pretty much. Majority, they had four penalties called within the first twenty-three minutes of the game. Mike, do you get do you get a trophy if you come in second? I'm just curious. No, <laughs> that was so much crap, dude. The uh, the, the 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 penalty be, uh, in the Toronto game was directly costing the game uh, because Dominic Moore was uh, you know better on his skates than the other clown. That was just egregious, as uh, Cassie said. That was just horrific. That no, was I, the point I, where I agree like, with you on that. I agree. The Toronto one was bad. The Toronto one was really, really bad. Area Area 42, Grassy Knoll, all this crap. This was, you know, a Russia and Trump. This is all the conspiracy crap because that they want Toronto in the playoffs because they had some bad calls. There. That was some just horrible calls. Well, they the were letting – the refs were doing a good job of letting stuff go up until that point. Yes. You can't do you can't do that. You either go one way or the other. You cannot go flip-flop back and forth. That's what they mentioned on the radio too. That was just That was just bad in every way. And Tuka played his ass off, and that's the only reason that game was even close, to be honest with you. Yeah, and that was – Rast did play lights out against Toronto, I thought, too. And like you said, the Bruins the Bruins should have at least gotten overtime and gotten a point. But the refs got in the way. But then, like, like there's nothing new. Unfortunately, it sucks. It does. It sucks for everyone. It sucks that the Bruins had to play a back-to-back after getting a dreadful call calling us in Toronto. And, but then they play Ottawa, and I just think Dominic Moore should know better. And, look, if you want to say it's not a penalty to slash, it's whatever. 
we can agree or disagree on that. I, I, uh, whatever. But just at the time and the situation, the refs were calling a tight game last night. They were calling a lot of stuff. Both teams had a decent amount of power plays. Dominic Moore is supposed to be a veteran on this team. He's supposed to know better. And he takes a stupid penalty. And he puts Ottawa on the power play. The one that I have more of a complaint about uh, that got called was the Adam McQuaid when he dove and deflected the puck off. Stalberg. Oh, and Stalberg dove uh, like, on the Olympic diving team. Uh, that and was cheap. And they that score Stahlberg play was cheap. That should have been an embellishment penalty on Stalberg. Oh, beyond. I mean, and I... I yeah, I didn't see it live. I actually saw it on the on the, uh, on the uh, replay. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" He looked like he was shot with a high power rifle from the upper deck. Maybe it was Neely shot. Him. I don't what, know. Isn't isn't the the letter of the law if you get the puck first and take out the guy after? It's yeah, not a I thought so. I that, guess that's, that's, that's the letter of the, that's the letter of the law. He got the puck first, and then Stolberg fell forward. I've never seen someone fall forward that gets hit from the side. I've never seen something like that in my entire life. That, you know. That was, it, that was the call that pissed me off more. I was pissed that Dominic Moore took the first penalty. I mean, the last penalty in Ottawa. But that one against McQuaid was brutal. And I was watching the game brutal. with my father, and I even said, watch, they're going to score here because of that terrible call. And what do you know? They score. You know what? It's a loser's lament if you blame the refs, but they were very impactful calls. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I thought, as we all talked about, I thought Edmonton was a blip. I thought it was just like, you know, good road trip back to back. They're going to, you know, they're going to have a clunker. I didn't, you know, losing these two games. Here's the, the deal: the with losses, that. the losses, and specifically that game, the Bruins fought. You even yeah, on you what know, little rest they had for that Ottawa game, that team fought, and Tuka Rask fought, and I think for me that was the most impressive thing. I do not Everybody see this team trophy, quitting Jason. down the stretch. Everybody gets a trophy. Um, it's all fine and dandy. I know this team definitely has a different um, temperament than the other two te- two years. I mean, the other two years was just they didn't give a rat's ass. Grand as team does, but they have to find a way to get in the playoffs. I don't, you know, second place, you know what second place is? First loser. So they have to get he in. Quoting Dale well, yeah, the, second, dad. the second period for the Bruins last night was really good. They had the puck in the Ottawa zone pretty much the entire time. Oh, no, I meant second place. Score. Like, if you don't make the playoffs, you're the best loser. Like, that's, exactly. you know, They didn't score. So that's the problem. That's they, the problem. They're, yeah. back, to the, they're back to the way of down. not scoring. You know, Marshawn, it was, it's been basically, if you think about the whole year, it's pretty much been the Pasternak and Marshawn. I know Crutchy's been a little hot lately, show. Now, I was just going to break, will. now that you said that, Joe, I was going to bring that up. Matt Coleman kind of wrote in an article today about Pasternak having to get back to scoring in order to help carry this team. No, it's true. I mean, yeah, he, hasn't scored, he hasn't scored for two games. I mean, I, I don't want to sit here and, like, he scored against Edmonton. I'm not going to sit here and, and say Pasternak's to blame. He's three goals. Yeah, I, no, Pasternak's I, not even close to the blame. I didn't, I don't know if I agree with that article because. Can't really place it all on Pasternak and Martian, who they, are both. Pa- Martian's going to be a forty-goal scorer. That's the problem. It's these if those, if these two guys don't score, what else do the Bruins have? Well, I mean, Bert, you know, to your point, yes. I mean, you know, Backus has kind of uh, a little hot lately, but he's still not where we thought he was going to be. Bolesky is useless. Jimmy Hayes doesn't play anymore. Riley Nash sucks. I mean, Spooner hasn't done really much lately. So it's after the first two one and a half lines, if you will. It just drops off a cliff. So, if any of those guys hit a little slump, if they go through a little slump right now, next they're in deep crap. But here's the thing: they can write the ship if they because the Islanders, the way the, the Bruins have a shot at two spots, they have a shot at third, and they have a shot at wild card. So they had to put the Islanders away. They had to put them away. Tampa Bay's kind of still hovering around. Tampa lost to Phoenix, Arizona the other night at home, and Arizona's terrible. So if they lose to you know if they lose to Tampa. Tomorrow night, luckily I'll be at a concert, so I don't have to sit in front of it because I'll probably have Ajita and have hot burn all that stuff. Who are you going to see? Camel Box. You guys don't know who they are. But anyway, okay, yes, I know you're talking about. 990 show. Um, anyway, so, but the thing is with that is if they lose these next two games, or even if they lose tomorrow night, it's uh, it's time to really kind of crap your pants. It's yeah, crazy. seriously. These next these next two games are, I mean, these last two you, games are pretty much be pretty much silver must-wins, but these next two season. are absolutely must-wins. But even if season. they make... But the one the one problem that I have with them losing both games to Toronto and Ottawa is yes, there's two spots open, but you don't want to be the wild card team playing in the Capitals or the Penguins in the first round because what the hell is fun in that? You're gonna oh, get the absolutely play the They play the Penguins decent. They they are terrible against the Capitals. So depends on the matchup. Yeah, but I, you know it does depend on the matchup. But I mean, the Penguins are the Stanley, Stanley Cup cha- uh, run, like champions from a year ago. The Washington Capitals have the Bruins number, and Brayden Holtby has the Bruins number throughout his career. Oh, yeah. You don't want to play those. You don't want to play those two teams in the first round. You want to stay in the division and play Montreal or play Ottawa. But the one big defi- 
defining factor of the Bruins season right now? They are friggin' 0-7 against Ottawa and Toronto combined. I know, huh? That is pathetic. Yeah, but it gets worse when you look at the other average. stats when you see that they're 0-9 against a certain three teams. Well, they better against Montreal. Who would have thought that? I wasn't. Yeah, well, Montreal is different. I wasn't talking about Montreal. Sorry. Like, how are you? How are you? Owen seven against two teams right around you in the standings. How are you? Owen seven. If even if they're two and five. Oh, I I was gonna say. I was gonna say adding in the Islanders who are Owen nine at the moment. So if the Bruins lose to the Islanders, they'll be Owen nine. So here's the the deal. All three points right now that the Bruins are battling with Owen nine against. That's embarrassing. Guys, guys, there's, there's certain teams every year that give you know. Different teams, different years. Like, you know, there was a year that Carolina just owned them. They couldn't beat them for some reason. You know, that's how it is. I mean, Montreal used to own them. They actually won a couple games from them this year. So it's just kind of a reciprocal thing for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, but with, Mon- with Montreal as a Bruins fan, you kind of expect it. And as bad as it is to say, Montreal, like you said, has always had the Bruins number. You just expect it. Ottawa and Toronto shouldn't be there. It shouldn't be like this. You know what? You, you know, at, I look, Toronto- at, look at the game last night and the ga- game against Toronto. The Bruins are there. They're right there. And, all, and they have lost every game. Mike, Toronto's speed kills them. Well, yeah, it's because, they, the it's because their defense sucks. That's the problem. Yeah, right. So what, what happens with yes, what happens with Toronto? They mentioned it too. When they get in their own end, they're a mess. But when they're on the offensive push, they are, they are they're scared to deal with. But, you know, they were they're very fast, young and quick and fast. Toronto goes in that old New Jersey trap in the '90s. So if you don't score the first goal, you don't get a couple goal lead. You're kind of screwed. You know, because they don't give you anything at all. So. um yeah, like Ottawa plays a boring style of hockey. Then you sprinkle in, the, then you sprinkle in a couple bad calls, and then you're screwed. So, I mean, here's the thing: they get a, they were getting asked those questions. I heard 95 was saying they're getting asked those questions in the locker room. Is this going to be another collapse? I guess Tory Crew said, "No way, we're gonna." They have to. The the uh, the veterans have to nut up Bacchus, Krejci, Chara, Bergie, Marsha, all those guys, and get these guys like rah rah rah. Let's go. We're not gonna let this defeat us. We have to win these games. Plus, they got what. Seven of the last nine at home, no excuse. Yeah, there's really not. There's really not. And um, someone mentioned that the sports hub earlier, and you mentioned the sports hub. I haven't. I wasn't able to listen a lot today, but said that the Bruins have to win six out of their remaining nine games to get in, and I think that's pretty much accurate. That's an accurate statement. Well, so at this point last year, they needed to win five out of the remaining five to get in. They couldn't do it. But this year, this year feels different. I feel like they can beat the Islanders at some point. They can beat the Lightning. They're gonna, they're gonna beat the Stars hands down. There's games that I they can win. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to say hands down anymore because I, I Jason, you know how I was the la- last year with this team. I was like, they're getting in the playoffs. They're making it. They're making it. Mm-hmm. You remember, Jason? I, I was holding out hope all last year. They're making. Yeah, the and I was the one that said it wasn't gonna happen. I remember this. This is a tale of two people switching switching sides at the moment. Yeah, no, I'm city. not saying they're definitely gonna make. They're definitely not gonna make it. But I'm just feeling very uneasy with. These last three games, and it was a three-game losing streak that they just had, and they haven't lost more than one game in a row under Cassie. And now all of a sudden, the pressure's getting turned up. You're playing against good competition, and the Bruins have just lost three in a row. Dude, they last week. But the, the there's a difference between this year and last year. At this point, last year, you could tell that there was a quit in the team, specifically mm. in the last game and the games before. Right now, what you've seen in all three of those losses is a team that did not quit. That Edmonton game Jace, was a fluke. no points, but Jason, no points. Didn't get any points. Doesn't matter. You don't get you, you don't get a ribbon for playing hard. And Tory Krug said it last night after the game. There's there's no more there's no more uh, like we already said this like before Claude got fired. No more brownie no points. More era, I mean, right? You gotta get points. Claude put them in such a hole. Right. No, I should say Claude. The team. The team. I can't just say Claude. The whole team w- w- played so bad, and they and I think you know we Sweeney and Neely waited too long to pull the trigger, and they dug themselves a hole, and they had to play basically what uh, six six seventy five hockey to be where they're at. You know, win almost seven out of ten games every time. So right now the twelve, what twelve and five under him right now, twelve and six, which is still better than Claude ever did in over eighteen games the last year or so. But their last week of the season is brutal too: Chicago, Tampa, Ottawa, and Washington. The Bruins are undefeated against Tampa. So if the Bruins beat Tampa those two games, there's two wins right there. They beat Dallas, there's three wins. It's it's going to be tough. I can't say it's not going to be tough, yeah, but it's but possible. Is, thing, a good thing I heard on the I also like was uh, I was obviously reading into some of the stats that, with the Bruins these past few games, and do you know that they're they're nine and zero against teams that aren't in the playoffs, and they're three and six against teams that are in the playoffs. What does that go to show you? They can't play against. I mean, they can't win against good teams. They're just not. They can beat right. up on the crap teams. They and, made a good point. They, they're beating the teams that they should beat, and they can't beat the teams they should. You know, have to persevere and beat. Right, and so some of, and the games that you're competing with, 
the like Toronto and Ottawa, those are the games that you need to you need to win. Like you said, like I said earlier, the Edmonton game was bad. In I, like I thought it was just going to be a blip on the radar, but you'd rather have a game like that against Edmonton because they're in the other conference and you yes. have to you don't have to worry about them. It's these last two games that have been killers for the Bruins. Well, they beat Toronto. Toronto they put Toronto on the spot. Now they said uh, an article I read too that they said they barely control their own destiny, which is absolutely true. Toronto got two games in hand too. I don't know if they're playing tonight, but yeah, they were up two nothing the last time I checked. Oh, Pissa, awesome! That's great. Good news. <laughs> so that's why that that's why that game on Monday was huge. And the, yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was absolutely massive. Oh, two two now, two two. Blue Jackets tied it. Oh, Blue Jackets! Oh, they're news. playing the Blue Jackets. Wow, the Blue Jackets are a good team. Uh, that's it, huge. It kind of came out of nowhere, by the way. Blue Jackets. That's kind of weird. And Rangers got the Islanders. So if if the Maple Leafs and Islanders can lose tonight, that's it's pretty big. So. Well, yeah, obviously the. The Bruins need that, and I was actually listening to um, Dave Gosher on the uh, Toucher and Rich this morning. Well, it was Johnson and Flynn for Toucher and Rich, but uh, yeah, Gosher yeah. was on, and he was uh, he was saying the last regular season date is April 9th, yeah. but the Bruins' last game is April eighth, and all the rest oh, of the teams no. the Bruins are battling with all play on that Sunday. Oh so God! It, this could he was saying it could be literally a heart attack waiting to happen on that Sunday if it's like you're, you're scoreboard watching pretty much kind of what we're doing tonight. That would oh. be an absolute nightmare. Hey, my my thing is too that I kind of made a you know it's kind of I guess it's kind of a sexual joke. It's like they get us all excited and we think we're back in the game and then they leave us with blue balls. I mean that's basically what it is. They just leave <laughs> us with blue balls. I mean this is what's going on. The hot girl, you, you know, you get you get back in a groove and then you think everything's good and then you're ready to okay this is it this is like and she's like I gotta go what like this is what's going on like I rather had them just tank the whole season just crap because here's what the thing is they're becoming in limbo now. Ninth and tenth place doesn't do you crap because you don't get a good draft pick. Yeah, you got to either be right. at the bottom. Well, remember or be when? Uh, you remember when we were talking about the team? Obviously, like a, probably a month or so ago, when they when they were playing really bad with Claude. And we yeah. were, we talked. We were discussing about how they they should, like you said, don't be stuck in limbo and finish ninth or tenth. If you're gonna suck, just suck and lose and be, yeah. be in the top five. Take a palooza. Yeah, because they're in limbo now, man. It's mm, I don't know. And, they got to. But I think about, this is a good. Go ahead, Joe. Now you mentioned how you know the matchups and all. I just want them to get in. I, I don't care who they play at this point. I just want them to get in and maybe make it a little noise, even if they don't win the first round, win a few games. And let me pretend that there's actually I have a social life after April 9th. Let's just pretend that happens. You know, I I just want them in because I've been two two and a half, three. It hasn't been a good taste in my mouth with this team since Jesus. Thirteen. Well, I just think it, I think getting in would be good though for like Carlo and Pashnik and some of the younger players that you have that you that could be looked at as the the future of this team. Yeah. Just I need Mike. I need Mike and Jason. I just I need playoff hockey. I need it in my life. When you're in your mid forties and you have a kid, you don't go out that often. And then when you play hockey, you go, honey, when the bros are in the playoffs, you go, honey, I'm going out with the guys to watch the hockey game. She hates hockey anyway. And um, that's my out. I need it. You guys are young. Jason's going on 22 <laughs> days a week. You know, you don't go there. Jason playing hockey. What do I got? You got the Bruins. So oh, boys, before oh, we lose Mark on this, do we want to announce our special guest real quick? Ooh, shit. How can we do this? How can we do this? All right, let's see if we can have people. Uh, I don't know. Should we have them try to guess it? It's, oh, it's going to be tough for them to guess. No, no, we get, no, I don't think so. Let me just look at uh, – you talk a little bit longer. Let me look up something, and then uh, we'll do the announcement. Yo, what, do you, what do you mean? What are you doing, Elliot? What are you looking up? I'm using the Google machine. Losing the, I'm trying to see you, what this certain person you, played. You're using the Google? This guy put on the Bruins. Just tell him that. Make them guess the rest. You ruin everything. Shush. All right, Jason, let's let Joe live in his glory for a second. Yeah, you know what? I'll call it off. Thanks, guys. Jesus. Uh, well, I'm what? I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. I can't even spell the guy's name. I'm so terrible. You can't even spell his name? Just go to your email. I, it's just not coming up for whatever reason. <laughs> oh, that's why. That's why, because they didn't use his full name. They used his nickname. Okay. All right. Should I do it? Should I put it out there? Ahead. Yeah. Okay. Our guest on Monday at 8.15 played from the Boston Bruins from 1991 when uh, – Jason and Mike were just glimmering their dad's eyes to 1996, and he wore number 17, and he was a great penalty killer. <laughs> Who is he? Who is Does he? Anyone know in the chat? We're going to do this for like about a minute. Number 17, played from like 91, 96, a great penalty killer. 
Number 17, who is he? Leach, and- wrong. Stephen Leach, that's hilarious. No, good job. <laughs> Dave but- Poulin. Sean Bates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trevor Hartson. Congratulations. Dave Reed of the Angel Network will be our will be uh, our special guest. Very excited. Yeah, we're gonna have Dave. Re- we're gonna have Dave yeah, Reed. Yeah, that is too our, priceless. We did get somebody to guess it. Dave Reed from the uh, Boston Bruins. What? Dave That's Reed. I'm, the, I'm, I'm fired up for that because if uh, I watch him on the NHL, yeah, I watch him on the NHL Network all the time. I'm pretty fired up for it. He does a great job on NHL Network, and I'm stoked to have him on and ask him some questions about the Bruins. And it could be, it could be either more sunshine or it could be more doom and gloom. I mean. Oh, next week is like what? A week, two weeks left of the season, pretty much. Ah, uh, Leafs went up three two. Crap. Mm. Damn it all, guys. You guys there? I'm still here. No, the Leafs went up three two. Is Mike losing his Wi-Fi again? Ah, oh, Jimmy hates Wi-Fi. No, can you guys hear me? Yeah, can hear you. Can oh, you hear me? My... Yeah, I, I don't. I... You guys just didn't. I just couldn't hear you guys for a second. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but I'm I'm back, right? You okay, guys you're good. You're yeah, good? you're clear as day. Kind of like the Verizon guy. Can you hear me now? Good. How about now? <laughs> good. Even though, like, even though I that can't guy's wait a to meet you clowns on Saturday. It's gonna be good. Even though, that, even though that guy's a trader, he actually switched networks on the commercials. He went from Verizon to Sprint. Who does that? Uh, yeah, you probably get so much ass. Cla- Claude <laughs> Julian actually. Claude Claude Julian actually does that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, what's Claude's record with Montreal right now? Is it like nine? They're, they're doing pretty well. They they, they swept the the home and home series against um, Ottawa right before the Bruins played them. Oh, thank they God! They beat them that. twice, back to back games, and one in Ottawa, and one in one in Montreal. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm not even looking at that right now. I'm more concerned about this Bruins team and if their Bruins are going to choke or if they're going to make it. That's what I'm concerned about. And yeah. as of right now, it's not looking great. Sean McEachern. I hated him. Someone thought it was Sean McEachern. <laughs> I met Sean. Quick story. So the Bruins <laughs> used to practice in my home hometown in Wilmington and Restucia back in the day. Yeah. And Sean, the biggest jerks I ever met there, funny story, is I loved Andy Moog. I don't know if I told you Andy Moog's story. But I loved Andy Moog. Like, he's my idol. He's like 17, 18. He's my idol. Loved him. All this stuff. Me and my buddy waiting outside. And there's literally like me, my buddy, and like, one other person, and Andy Mo comes out. And he's like, "All right, guys, hurry up! I'm I'm in a rush." I'm like, "Like, dude, there's three people here. <laughs> It'll take you about eight minutes to sign autograph." And he took a picture of me, and he looked like um, his dog got run over by a truck right in front of his eyes. He, was, he just had the worst look on his face, and I'm like, "What a way to destroy a teenager's you know young mind and heart." And um, Dmitry Kavatonov, you probably remember reading about him on the uh, Bonanza line. He was a jerk. McCaffrey was a jerk. Cam Neely, I made laugh, but I can't tell you that story today. And uh, I met Otzi and uh, Bork and, you know, those guys. Oh, look, at, look at you living in your glory. Oh, dude, those guys were great. Oh, Bruce Shoebottom, if you ever heard about him. The dude was an ogre. He was, probably could have been in, uh, you know, in Warcraft, the movie there. Because he, he's a scary dude. We're like, what's up, Shoe? And he's like, Have you went to the new facility yet? No, I've driven by it on the pike. It's amazing. I guess the Celtics are building this right next door. I didn't know that. Yeah, they are, which is pretty pretty neat, I think. I think it's pretty cool how the teams so – This is my uh, stupid old – you know, instead of old man Logan stories, old man Gil. There you go. Yeah, so um, – let, 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 me, let me ask you this. <laughs> so let, me, let me ask you guys this as um, as the season's coming coming towards an end. So let me just do a hypothetical question for you guys. If the Boston Bruins do not make the playoffs, do does that mean Bruce Cassidy will not be the coach next year? What do you guys think? No, he will. Well, here's it. It depends. Okay, it depends. So what's this? Nine games left. There are 12 and what? Five and six under him? 12 and six? If, Sounds about you right. Know, yeah, if they go, what, in the last nine, if they win like, you know, 17 games and lose whatever that difference is and like are like five or six games above 500, I, I think you have to bring them back. I mean, they just play, like you said, Jason. They play better. They just they seem like the the product is watchable now. It was not watchable on the clock. Jason, what do you think? You got to bring him back. If he, if he, if he, like Joe said, if he continues, and the fact that the team's playing under him and they want to play, mm-hmm. 
Um, you you've got to keep you got to keep him on the team. You got to keep him a full year to see yeah. how this team works under him because it's mean, not I, completely I, him to blame for the Bruins losing. I wouldn't. You know, I would have. I would have kept. I, I would keep him too. Personally, I think keeping him would be the best thing to do. Um, it's as as other people are saying. There's not many other coaches out there, and like you said, Joe, it's he's, they just play better under him. And I think he'd be great for like the up and coming kids. Uh, obviously, um, more of the skill guys play better. It seems under casting than they did on Julian, which is which is fine. Which I think is what exactly what you need, especially with their prospects coming up. We had a great show talking about prospects last last week with Mark, but. I mean, I think Cassidy is the way to go. Yeah, but the young kids and stuff, as you said, they're only gonna get younger. They're not gonna, not hopefully, not get older. So, um, yeah, you gotta keep him in place. I think Sweeney got his job, his job safe too. Uh, they make good points on the radio that you know he's building that farm system before he came. There was a desolate wasteland beside outside of what their drive pick of Pasternak. So he's built that up. Neely's, it, you know, they made a point. He has been the the lone, uh, you know. Uh, Consistent factor on their demise. So, but they, you know what I mean? So, I think everybody stays next year if they, you know, if they say if they lose nine in a row, I think, you know, I think they're all gone. But um, I don't think that's happening. So, yeah. Uh, before I make my next point, I just uh, want to say, with, as we said, there's nine games left, majority of them at home. And as the Bruins playoff push heats up, SeaGeek is the smartest and easiest way to get tickets to every game. With SeaGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets with just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing like being in the stadium for the biggest plays of the year, <laughs> and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. Uh, I went to the Rangers game a few weeks back, and I used the SeatGeek app, and it was the easiest thing for me to do. I um, <laughs> the way that seats did you get? I just got balcony seats because I'm a balcony guy. I like to sit in the balcony personally. So. I'm a balcony guy too, Mike. I just bought my Dallas Stars tickets the other day. Yeah, I, I just bought well, balcony guy as well. I can't afford it because I have a child. Yeah, but SeatGeek was, <laughs> but SeatGeek was the easiest way for me to do it. I have the app on my phone, um, and you you can be anywhere with just a few taps, and you can instantly find seats. Like I said, I'm balcony, so I chose the balcony. Um, <laughs> SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And to get the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. Best of all, my listeners can get $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, just download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code, enter promo code BRUINSBEAT, SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. As I said, download the SeatGeek app now and enter promo code BRUINSBEAT today. Uh, but guys, I, obviously we're talking mostly about the Bruins' playoff push and if they're going to make it, will they make it, who will we to blame for if they don't. And I think if they don't make the playoffs, and You still have I don't to blame really, Sweeney and Neely. Well, no, I, I'm going to go even a step further. And I'm going to blame the core players that they have and they kept yep, on this yeah. team. That's yep, and I, and I hate to do it because I love I love Marshan, I love Bergeron, I love Chara, and I love and and Joe, you know, I, I have a man crush on David Krejci. I've always defended Krejci. I always will defend David Krejci I, to my to my death. I will defend. I David actually Krejci. Think, I actually think you have a pair of boxers with David Krejci's head like running. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I I think <laughs> they're actually they're actually pajamas. <laughs> Feedy pajamas. Okay. Feedy pajamas. That's with the what Czech, uh, with the Czech Republic flag or the wherever he is, Slovakian. Sorry, yeah. but on the butt. Yeah, I, there you go. But I'm serious. If the Bruins don't make the playoffs, I think you have to take a good long look at this leadership and the core of guys that they yep. had, Green. and and the ones that they, that they kept. And it's just not good. It's not good enough. And you know, what I'm hoping. I'm hoping right now the money they paid David back is is when he earns it because if. He is, you know what I mean? He's that guy in the locker room. He's that voice. Do you remember when they lost, was it San Jose last year? You know, he's talking about Steve Vaughn. He's crying. And he's like, these guys fight hard. And you know, you, you, you know I mean, I was a Bacchus fan always, but it just, just like this guy loves the game. Like he wants to win so bad. So hopefully he'll be one of the guys who really, you know, step up and really speak out. I don't know why in the back of my head. I think Dominic Moore might be that guy too. I don't know why, but he maybe is. Um but like you said, they need it. You know, they can't have any dissension in the ranks. They need to be on white. Like Krug said the other day, you know, we're not going to miss the playoffs. 
they got to believe that because if they let any doubt seep in, they're screwed. Yeah, I agree. And pe- I know people are going to uh, – people are obviously going to say, oh, def- how can you defend Krejci? He doesn't do this, he doesn't do that. Uh, Krejci brought the Bruins in playoff scoring both times the Bruins went to the Stanley Cup playoff finals. That's fact. Look it up. David Krejci was the leading NHL point playoff scorer in the playoffs the both times the Bruins went to the Stanley Cup finals. I think David Krejci is a clutch player. He has over 20 goals, and his line mates pretty much have sucked all season long. Who has he played with besides when they moved? Did you see David Krejci has 20 goals this year? Who's that? I can say, did you just say David Krejci has 20 goals this year? He's 21. 21 goals. He has 21. That's impressive for someone who's coming off the injuries that he's had. I've been, I guess I can say I was wrong in that too. I think his career David, best is 23, yeah? Yep, his career best is 23. He has 21 right now. His assist Mike, Mike, is, so, Mike, Mike is so like moist right now talking about Krejci. No, I just, I just need to, I just feel the need to, to say why David Krejci is important for this Bruins team. And people will be like, he makes too much money. He does this, he does that. Uh, can someone tell me how many goals Anze Kopitar has? I would say 24. He, he has 10. He has, he has 10. How and many goals does Willie Erickson have? Less than that? He only has 10 goals. Mike. Mike. Jason. I'm still here. Okay. What? Mike. Uh, Jimmy Hayes Wi Fi. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. here. You guys hear me? Yeah. You yeah. hear me now? Well, well Kopitar only has 10 goals. That's why LA's not in the playoff structure right now. Holy he crap. Has, really. He makes $10 million a year. $10 million. All the contracts in the NHL are going up now. That's what it's going to be. And when David Krejci signed his contract, he was one of the best two, two-way two centers in the game. That's what that's what the that's what the premium is. That's what you're going to have to pay. Jonathan Taze makes $10 million a year. David Krejci has more goals than Jonathan Taze. I'm not saying that I would yeah, take don't David Krejci. No, no, I'm not saying I would take David Krejci over Jonathan Taze, because I wouldn't. But David Krejci is a key member for this Bruins team. And can people actually tell me who his line mates have been for the past two seasons? Because they've yeah. really torn apart his lines every time know. he's played. They, they, when's the line, Since Horton I've forgotten my last good line was Luton again, like, yes. So exactly, and he's been playing with crap ever since. And that's the Bruins, that? Bruins management's fault, and that's why David Krejci has struggled. And he also has been injured. The past few years, too. If you if you want to say he's injury prone, I can't argue that because he's had some really serious injuries. But he's been playing with absolutely nobody for the past two years until they moved Pashnik on his line, and he's been I, great for this Bruins team. You brought just to go off that a little bit. You brought up Taze, you brought up Taze, right? You just look you just look at Chicago. What a friggin' wagon, man! Jesus, and I thought we were close to being them three or four years ago. Not in the same hemisphere. What, they got the best record in the West? Unbelievable. I mean, they just, every year, find a way to do it. They, they like the Patriots, if you think about it. They just job the system. They know how to do it. Unbelievable. Oh, so it's because their GM didn't trade all the, uh, their core their, their core guys. He identified who to keep. And then yep. and he actually knows how to draft and acquire young talent. Because you look at it, like you said, they've had Brandon Saad, Andrew Shaw. And they just replace yep. them with younger players that come through a system. And they that's what they do. They can't. I mean, their guys, the core guys, Seabrook, Hosa, you know, uh, Duncan, Keith, Kane, Taze. That's their core, and they just. I mean, they've been consistently great. And the problem know? is, the Bruins should have been that. Yes. Oh God, so pain. I thought. I mean, let, let, let's call a spade a spade. That th- that thirteen cup final, the Bruins could have won that final. Let's let's be truthful about that. It should have. It should have at least won seven. A couple. Well, a couple bouts right. You remember uh, if Ferentz went up his skate, right? One of those goals, and then you had uh, Chris Kelly missed the ocean. If you remember that open that, which I still I can't even, um, and you know which two like I said the sad thing is Tuca still gets the blame for that six, game six collapse. Uh, I think everybody on the ice should be yeah, but no, that. but no one says anything when Rask plays good against like oh, Toronto dude, dude, Monday okay. night or no no one says anything about Rask when the Bruins give up uh, two two no goals and a, two goals in a four game sleep of Pittsburgh Wait. who had by far the uh, most potent offense that year because that was the year that the, they traded for a Gimla and the Gimla was still putting up thirty goals that. When they traded for him, they also saw like James Neal, Malkin, Crosby, Kunitz. Kunitz was in his prime. Come on. I mean, people would just blame Rass just to blame Rass, and I'm so sick of it. Oh, me too. You know, and, and, the, and the funny thing is, is that because they blame him for that loss. And they also think, if everybody remembers Tim Thomas, Tim Thomas had that historic, incredible year, and I was a Tim Thomas fan. Yeah, but, but 
The rest of his years, he had one Venza, uh, you know, Venza trophy, and he was like a little bit above average. He was not like all world. No, what happened the next year? They lost in the first well, round to Washington, Capitals. and yep. no one's anything. No, that was that wasn't Thomas's fault, right? No, no, of course, no, no. They lost never to Carolina. They lost. They lost to. Um, well, so they choke in the playoffs too when he was goal. Capitals, Carolina. Oh, there's another one too. I can't remember right now. Um, well, ten, he got hurt, and that's why Tuca played against Philly. Of course, they blame him for that. But didn't he, no one mentions that Crunchy was hot as hell, broke his broke his wrist, and then went down the tubes. But wait, no wait, who got hurt? Who got hurt? Oh, you binky. Wait, who, what happened? Who changed that? What, what injury caused that series to change around? Oh, Crunchy. yeah. David Here's the thing with Crunchy, as we all know. This guy, when the Bruins do well in the playoffs, he is one of the major reasons because he always seems to – 11 and 13, he was on fire, you know. So I mean he's a good player, like you said, Jason. Too he's been surrounded in, in like surrounded by garbage. So that's probably why he's not you know that good. Him and Prostock have been playing well together, I like that. And who's been on his wing? I'm trying to remember. God, can't remember who's on his wing. Bacchus is up. Well, Bacchus goes back and forth. It seems between those two lines. Hello. I'm still here. Michael. Michael. Get off the internet, Mom. Michael's trying to use it. <laughs> so back to what you were saying, Joe. Uh, here we go. You know what? Mike needs to invest in a new computer. Hashtag yeah, he does. Mike's computer blows. Yep, so what were you saying about Krejci? Keep going, we'll continue this. No, Krejci, you know, as the Bruins go in the playoffs, Krejci goes. And if he doesn't go well, they don't go well. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, even more than Bergeron, if you think about it, Marshawn. I mean, Krejci's been the guy. Um... I think in the playoffs they kind of clamped down on the top guys, and then you know the guys were probably fringe guys right on the top, on the top echelon there. You know can get a little more space. But um, end of the day here is that these two games, uh, Jason, as you know, are must wins um, because they lose these these two teams are right on their heels. The Islanders and the Leafs. I mean, excuse me, the Islanders and Tampa. The Leafs are still winning right now, three to two with four minutes left, and the Islanders ranges to zero zero. So we hope we can get a little help here. It just sucks that it's the third year in a row. We need help from everybody else. Um, courtesy of the Bruins choking these last two games. Uh, no, no, and you know we discussed. I don't think they choked. Like you said, they did play hard, fine, and Danny. You don't get you don't get points for style, but they got to find a way to score. You got to you got to you got to score. I mean, Anderson someone is, besides Pasternak and uh, Marchand have to do some of the scoring too. But I haven't seen Bergeron on the scoreboard in a while either. Yeah, that's true. Anderson's good, but is he that good? Uh, did, uh, what Anderson? Which with, Anderson uh, Toronto, are we talking about? There were two of them that? this week. No, oh, both of them. You're right. So both of them. The uh, the, the uh, Scandinavian one, and I believe Craig Anderson's American, correct? Correct. Yes. So the American and the Scandinavian one, uh, Jason. Um, so, uh, like I said, I, I thought the Edmonton game was like kind of a, a blip on the radar, and then these last two losses get me panicking again, but I think they do need to win six out of the next uh, nine. Hopefully, like, that game against Washington will mean anything for Washington. So, uh, and Chicago is pretty much set, too. So, hopefully, those two games, they're not really playing They're not playing for anything, pretty much. They're going to clinch probably the top spots in their conferences. So, hopefully, they can get a little ride on that, but... These other games with, with Tampa and with, uh, you know, even Dallas and Nashville, I think they, you know, those guys want to Dallas is winnable. Tampa is winnable. The Islanders are winnable. Those three games that are winnable right there at the end of the month. I don't think Nashville's in the playoffs right now, are they? Nashville's winnable, too, if Pecorini is not in that. Yeah, they're not in the so playoffs. There's four, uh, there's four yeah, games right the there. Right they're in the last spot, and they look like they're going to probably get in. So they're the last spot in the uh, the wild card in the uh, West. So, you know, that won't be easy either because uh, our buddy Subban will be coming to town. Which they always he has our number. There's no doubt about that. What I'm gonna do so, is look uh, up the last time we played the um, Predators. The Preds, he was hurt. I think he was hurt the last time they played him. No, I think yeah, I think Rene was hurt the last time they played too because I could have sworn oh, no, the Bruins beat the Predators. Subban was hurt when they played the Preds in Nashville. Oh, see, I'm sitting here talking about Pecorini, the goal, this is the uh, goaltender. Well, yeah, he's yeah, he means a lot to them, you know, as well. So is Jason just in the ether and we'll never find him? I mean, excuse me, uh, Mike, we'll never find him or. Uh, he's restarting his computer. He'll come back, I think. We Does hope. he restart by like like restarting like an old Model T car where he cranks it up? Because I really think he is. Uh, That's too funny. That if he computer is. is I, we have to when he gets on. We have to ask what computer he has because I'm pretty sure, as we mentioned before, that that computer is probably old than me. Speak of the devil, Mike. I'm gonna get him back on in a second. I got 
He's coming back on in a second. I gotta call him for us, bud. No, I know, I know. I'm giving you a hard time. Don't bite me, Jason. We're gonna meet on Saturday. I will bite you, and I'll fight you too. No, fight me. Don't bite me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Mike. Hey, Michael. He's right. back. Michael, you know we have to discuss something personal. Okay. What kind of computer? A... What kind of computer? Do you have? I don't know. My computer's from like a computer just to pass the time by for like my last year of college, and I just haven't upgraded it. And you've how long you've been out of college for? A couple years. Uh, yeah, three years now. So we graduated the same year. But uh, maybe, yeah. I don't, I don't. But no, I think I need to. Like, we started a, a GoFundMe for Jimmy Hayes to get him off the team. I think we need to start a GoFundMe to get my computer. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think the GoFundMe for Mike's computer would help more. Well, actually, to be honest, my mom, my mom would just have to use the phone, so that's probably uh, why the computer. Ma, meatloaf. Off. Ma, ma, meatloaf. <laughs> yes. She, my dial-up wasn't working, so she needed to use the phone. Windows ninety-eight. Like, <laughs> you have mail. <laughs> you got mail. Yeah, that's that, that's what happens when I log into my computer. Welcome, you got me, Bob Haskell. Got days. mail. Yeah, it's <laughs> a fifty-six K modem. <laughs> Still picking up girls at ICQ. There he goes. <laughs> He's a great. I try to think of, uh, but he still has. Mike still has Lycos. We digress. <laughs> you guys probably like. <laughs> you know what's funny is Mike. So is I am. Like, Mike's in his early 20s, right? You think all these kids are wired with all this technology? Bullshit. Mike's a throwback. <laughs> I'm not a throwback. No way. Sorry, oh. Sorry with the SH on. I got the best but, of the best here. But I'm back, though. I'm back. I don't know, he I don't still know has to plug the phone cord from the photo plug. <laughs> That's like early, early night. It's like before I was born. This, this might be Joe's favorite segment of all time. Now, this is, wait, wait, wait. Commodore 64. Here we go. <laughs> That's the first computer ever. AOL. Oh god, this is great. You know what? I think. We, I mean, we talk good Bruins stuff and all that, but I just think the uh, the ball busting we do is just a level. <laughs> we do the best for sure. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely great. It's definitely a lot of fun. But uh, but, but, but it was funny so before we start before we started uh, the show today. You know, what I was thinking earlier. Well, did it be funny if we did a two-hour show, us three, and then the three from the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast? Oh, if we all if we, team, if we team up with them, I think I would need to buy a whole new computer for that. It would be priceless. This guy got. This, this guy Mark, I know you listen to this. Definitely take this idea. so hard. Just so you know, I have an iPhone five. It's probably better than your computer. So if you want that, I have the iPhone seven. I mean, it's probably better than your computer too. iPhone five, right? Wait, hold it, hold it. My son has a Fisher Price computer. I think this I actually do have a. <laughs> I actually still have a. I said, I actually still have a BlackBerry. <laughs> oh, I, 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 re- I remember back when the Razer phones were popular. The what phones? The uh, Razer phones, the very skinny flip phones. And that's what well, that's and that was computer. all wait, the wait, wait, back in the early 2000s. So we should do to Mike's computer. <laughs> <laughs> this, guy, this guy goes, it's, it's Mike the dude you're getting a Dell guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Mike! This is so. Mike, you know what you need to do? Like Blogapalooza, you need to bring that computer in because we're gonna take it and throw it in the harbor. <laughs> I might, I might do that myself right oh, now. Oh god! <laughs> I live, hey guys, I live, gonna, hey guys, I live not, close it, enough. Guys, in we the are chat, gonna rock Blogapalooza. Just uh, so you know, if you want to send your donations to Mike, his email address. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god! So while you were gone cranking up your computer, <laughs> we, we were just waiting about... to continue to the crazy discussion while we were ahead. We were talking about you know the road ahead, basically uh, what they have to do, and uh, that they hopefully that we talk about Chicago, Washington. Hopefully we have things pretty much wrapped up in the conferences, and they won't be playing their you know a game and your their top guys. But the thing, the thing is, the Bruins. I feel like the Bruins can will play Chicago well. Yes, it's... they do. It's the Capitals that I'm obviously that I'm oh, worried about, but uh, the Bruins don't have a the Bruins don't have um, an easy schedule by any means coming down nope. the stretch. So they're playing a lot of teams that like you said they're battling with them or are in the playoffs pretty much. The only game yeah, that's pretty much is like the only easy game that Jason kind of said was the Dallas game because Dallas isn't really playing for much. But every other somebody, game, somebody, pretty much. Somebody wrote, somebody wrote the chat. Mike died of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys are just getting a real kick out of this, huh? <laughs> Toby, his name is Toby, 
Because his name is either Toby Target or Toby Target, but we'll see. This is my Sorry, Toby, we're not on the Oregon the... Trail at the moment. Oh, my God. I don't know whose face is more red. Uh, my face or my Deadpool shirt. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, like the, I'm like the punchline of the joke right now. Oh, I like Jesus, it. Mike. You're killing me. Well, if kill, your computer's not the punchline, Mike, you always be late to the punchline, so we're good there. You're just fun to pick on. He has, a, he has a, like, a Mr. Wizard oh. calculator. <laughs> I, I, wait, I get it. Oh. Too bad I can't post pictures in the chat, can I? I don't think so. Damn it. Mike, Why? What post- are you going to post now? Wait, come on. Lay it on me. Wait, 1970s computer. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I bought my computer. Oh, yeah, too bad I can't. Can I share my screen with you guys? I think I can. <laughs> like, can I? Let's see, hold on. View. Right. Hopefully you guys won't see the porn. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> share screen. We should share the screen. Damn it. Is this it? No. Uh, God, Joe Gill versus technology. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I will do this. Talk amongst ourselves? Talk amongst you, yourselves. Uh, trying to search and trying to, trying to make screen. me the button of the joke. Can you see my screen? Can you see my screen? Oh, wait, hold it. Can you see it now? Nope. You guys can't see my screen? Nope. All right, Jason, you have to mean about Nope. Oh, I know why, I know why. Hold so that means we can't listen to your jokes anymore. Can you see it now? Nope. Can you hear me now? Good. Mike, now. Like, stop it. You just took that out of my head. I was going to say that, too. It's only showing me. It's only showing all right, you guys talk much yourself. <laughs> All right, but no, the Bruins, the Bruins do have a lot of tough games coming up. It's cool in the next two that are pretty much playoff games as well. I mean, as you said earlier, Jason, they're zero nine against they're zero two, excuse me, against the Islanders. Uh, they have been doing pretty, pretty real, pretty well against the, the Lightning, and they had a really bad game against obviously the, the Coyotes, as um, Joe said earlier, but. I'm worried about this team. The Bruins need to they need to win bad. Tomorrow's game is a must win by all must win accounts. And if they don't win that tomorrow's game, I'm gonna be very, very worried. You sound like Jim Rome. Tomorrow must win. Bruins. Must win. Oh Jim Rome. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you guys have to see my screen now. You bring back now? memories here. All, you the, see my all the shows Jim Rome's been on Rome's been on for ESPN. You see my screen now, you have to. No, Joe, we don't see your screen. No, you you guys minimize the Skype. You'll see my screen. <laughs> I don't want to see it. your screen, all right? I don't want to see it. Okay, right, I see your screen. I see it. This is priceless. <laughs> oh, the computers? You see them? Okay. <laughs> I, I see it. I forgot. Mike can't do picture in picture because he has a 1992 computer. <laughs> oh, this is priceless. No, I can't. Oh. I'm going to oh, screenshot sorry. for everyone on Facebook. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna. Don't worry. All right, anyway, go to continue. Are we doing predictions now? See, we've already, see, see oh, how we've already, it. like, oh, digressed God. this entire show? So awesome. So awesome. Yeah, oh, this this has been one of the funniest shows by far. There's no doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind. All right, you want me to go through it? Let's go through it. All right, so Thursday night, we have Tampa. Then we have the Isles. And then I have, what do we have after that? Let's see. We, got, we have those two games. We got the Isles and the uh, Lightning this weekend before the uh, interview. Oh, before Monday, correct. I see them. Uh, I see them actually. 2-0. 2-0, me too. I'm putting some faith in the world right now. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. <laughs> All right, guys. Mike's. <laughs> oh, okay, best hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> He's gonna buy a new computer for next week. <laughs> oh, God, dude, you're so cool. uh, So Joe, I'm at two and zero. What are you at? At two and zero, and Mike's at Mike's computer isn't at two point zero. I'm gonna get Mike's predictions <laughs> for Facebook and put it on for him. Oh my God, Mike's gonna dial up. He's just Jimmy Hayes Wi-Fi. Oh yeah, Toby Tarje. Well, Toby Tarje, he must get the latest. Oh, God. All right, everybody's thinking 2 and 0. I'm thinking 2 and 0, too. Black and white TV. Uh, God, so funny. This is one of the best shows of all time. Oh, by far. All right, so I'm going to do it. My blog of Palooza blog. Is that cool? Yes, um, do your blog of Palooza, and we will finish up. And also, um, Mike, Mike has brought in his prediction, too, and we've got 2 and 0 from Mike. 
Mike actually sent his prediction uh, via telegraph. <laughs> God, Mike, geez, he said. I think Mike just sent over a carrier pigeon with his prediction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh. Uh, anyway, Blogapalooza is on Saturday this week. Uh, it's for bloggers, podcasters, the Boston sports teams, the Rebs, if you like the Rebs, what have you. You know, fans can come and meet me, Jason, and Mike, because we'll be the first time us clowns we'll also meet each other. Almost everybody from CLNS Radio, because we're all going to be there. CLNS Radio family will be there. Nuck Gelso, the Godfather, will be there. Fanatics will be there. I don't know if you guys, if you go to the Boston Sports Blog of Palooza uh, Facebook page, you'll see that I did a Facebook Live of the unveiling of some memorabilia that could be, be given away. Incredible. Unfortunately, no Bruins stuff, but we got... James White, Isaiah Thomas, and David Ortiz. Incredible. David Ortiz, you don't, raffle tickets are only a dollar for this incredible piece of memorabilia. So you can check that out, too. Share a sale will be there. Uh, also going to have Nick uh, do a uh, do a uh, keynote telling you how he built his empire. So that's cool, too. So you can find uh, Google Boston Sports Blog of Palooza. And, and we have uh, Jimmy Murphy coming in. We'll probably have Sarge Riley coming in. So Yep, Sarge will be and there. And that uh, mystery girl that I'm bringing, I wonder who she is. Nick Stevens will be there. If you guys know who Fitzy is, he'll be there. He's going to make a cameo, he said. And Jason State will be there. Hopefully it's not the same one Mike Riley's going out with, because that'll be weird. But anyway, oh, that's too funny. Kyle, you need to make that reference. So, um... I'll so keep Jason, in mind, this tell... girl that I'm bringing is just one of my friends, just for the record, guys. <laughs> she said he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you... So, anyway, Jimmy... No, there'll be no Jimmy Hayes stuff. Uh, there'll be no worthless Jimmy Hayes stuff. Because I think we'll have to pay people to actually take it from us. Um, anyway, that's on Saturday at the Causeway, uh, crossing the garden. If you guys like to join us, please do so. And, um, Jason, you can find me on Big Bad Bruins 88. You can find Jason where? At Jason Buckley 91 and at Mike at Mike said at 22. You can find, also find us at, yeah, true. <laughs> you totally, you totally just threw me off track, Joe. Go ahead and finish. Ah, uh, bro, that's <laughs> You can I, find I, us on I iTunes at Boston Bruins Beat Podcast. You can find us on our CLNS Radio app. And you can find us on Stitcher. I will have this show Mike up tonight. At, I can guarantee you guys that. And you can find Mike at Best Buy. <laughs> Looking for a new computer. <laughs> a new computer. So we want to thank you all for joining us. Let's go Bruins. And we'll see most of you Saturday. Hell go yeah. Bruins. <laughs> <laughs>